0: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy,
1: how are you today? I am just great. Let's folks listen to this Wednesday podcast. We've reached the middle of the week, and uh, wow, kickoff is imminent. It's just
0: right there, Jimmy. It's just right there. Uh, a couple of things real quickly. First of all, uh, I'm quite proud to say that uh, the Dan Lebitar podcast radio show apparently uh, listened to our episode uh, when we talked about on Monday I guess the UCLA Hawaii game attendance um, they made fun of my accent a little bit but they uh,
1: they it shows <laughs> that they were listening which I appreciate I'm happy about it. you don't really have maybe it's because i'm I'm from here too so to me to me you don't really have a big accent maybe to somebody in Miami you do but but uh, no it's funny I, I thought it was funny and it was awesome for our show to get some level of na- national recognition, though locked on Bama or Luke Robinson uh, was <laughs> credited or said <laughs> was, was never last, said. They were definitely, <laughs> they were definitely talking about the Locked On Bama podcast. So, uh, hey, if they say any any publicity is good publicity, and uh, maybe shocking shocking to our parents and wives, we're making something of ourselves.
0: Well, let's not go nuts. We
1: we still got a lot.
0: Of, we got a long way to go. I mean, we started at the bottom. So any movement in the upward trajectory feels good. But uh, uh, all right, Jimmy. We're now up.
1: We've so, made it up to doo-doo.
0: <laughs> we've gone from horrible shit
1: to just plain
0: old dookie. So, um, okay. Yeah, Matt yeah. Jones. Is your, is your wow. new starter in New England? That is huge news. I, I, I mean, I didn't think he would be the starter because I didn't think they would want to throw him to the wolves when they play game – I think it's game four or five against Tom Brady. I didn't think they'd want to have Matt Jones, you know, be the recipient of that ass-whooping, which I think is going to happen. Um, I thought he would eventually be the starter this year. I damn sure didn't think they'd cut Cam Mayfield.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think – okay, based on – Mac playing so well in the preseason I was surprised that he's going to be the game one starter but not totally shocked but if I w- if if the story was hey Mac is going to start game one I would have assumed Mac is one and Cam is two to be the the uh safety net if uh if the rookie freaks out that they would have a veteran number two right there and uh The fact that Cam was just flat out released was shocking. And I guess all along, I guess I've never really put my arms around how kind of weird it is that Mac Jones, our favorite little son of the moment, (laughs) was trying to beat Cam Newton out of the job when Cam is sort of the ultimate bad guy to Alabama fans. I mean, based on Auburn and, and the scandal around his playing at Auburn and Maybe not exactly winning a lot of hearts and minds in his time in the NFL, as far as Tuscaloosa is concerned. Uh, and that, and then today, it sort of the full import of that kind of hit me like, wow, Mac has won a starting position, and it cost Cam his employment. And uh, hey, you know, I know Mac. You know, Mac uh, trained at QB Country. That doesn't make us pals. I, I don't really know Mac, even though we trained with our company. But I'll say this: I know some Alabama fans might have been sort of gleeful about it. I'll tell you who wasn't: Mac Jones. I bet Mac yes. really feels for Cam and didn't want this to happen. And I would not have been surprised that the smile on Mac's face was there for one for about a half a second, uh, and and then it was a little gloom because his friend and mentor uh, just lost his job, and and Mac might, <laughs> the way Mac is, he might feel a little responsible for that. I wouldn't be. Shocked it all if Mac hadn't reached out to Cam in some way and, and gave him a, a virtual bro hug because uh, I bet Mac didn't want it to happen like that. But, hey, it's uh, pro football. It's not, uh, it's not amateur high school college football anymore. This is the big boys.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that we as fans find it so hard to separate because every video, every report – every TikTok, Twitter snippet, whatever it is that I've seen has shown Cam and Mac actually getting along pretty doggone well. Um, you know, obviously, I think they're, they're fans of Auburn and Alabama, respectively. But I would say that now, you know, they're teammates in New England. That's the way they look at it. I mean, it's they were teammates, I should say. Um, and uh, I just think it's weird for them to drop Cam Uh, There are some rumors that it could have something to do with his not getting a vaccination. Mm -hmm. First of all, they would never admit that, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um, And and secondly, that seems a little off. That may be something that they maybe they say behind the scenes to make it look not so bad. But Cam may have a landing spot somewhere. But let's also just call a spade a spade. He has not performed very well. And accuracy has never been his strong suit. You know, he's bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody, at least he was. And now he's, he's not. I mean, he's just not. And He's age, just never been the same uh,
1: after that injury, yeah. that shoulder injury after he, he won MVP. Look, let's just remember Cam at one point was number one on the NFL Top 100. That means when the players around the league voted, and who's the best player in the league? Cam was number one. That's, that's how good he was at one point. But shortly thereafter, it's like he went off a cliff. And uh, I think when that happens, you can almost always point to a serious injury. And that's exactly what happened. I I just don't think Cam's ever been the same after the shoulder.
0: All right, really quickly before we go to break, is Cam Newton a Hall of Famer in your mind in the NFL?
1: Uh, No, no, he's not. I agree. And I would argue that if if some (laughs) say that he is, then why isn't Sean Alexander in? I mean, if we're just going to put in everybody who was briefly the best player in the league, though it was brief, uh, then Sean needs to be in. So uh, I'm fine with putting them both in, but don't put in Cam and not Sean. I mean, I don't know why that immediately because I wasn't expecting you to ask that question, but that's what immediately came to mind for me is, hey, I can name another NFL MVP that's not in, and he wasn't the best player in the league for long, and he also fell off a cliff (laughs) after he was named MVP. But if Cam is in, then Sean's in, who also led his team to a Super Bowl, even though they lost. No, well, I agree. Um, strange, strangely mirrored careers.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm going to have to look up their stats and see. Sean had a really nice career. I mean, one, two, three, four, he played, he played nine, ten seasons.
1: Um, he's the all-time and, leading rusher in Seahawks history. Oh, he's got to yeah, be. true. I mean, Unless had 28, him 28 –
0: he had twenty eight TDs in one year. I mean, that's pretty damn good in the NFL. I mean it's Derrick Henry had what, seventeen last year and everybody was just falling out on the floor over him. So um, sure the running go-
1: back is one league MVP since Sean. He might have been the last to do it. That was
0: <laughs> fifteen years may ago. Maybe right. because uh, yeah, the only one I could think who may have would have done it would have been McCaffrey and he his team wasn't good enough he for doing an MVP. Yeah, he had yeah. done it. So okay. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to get to get that bet in. I talk about it all the time. Um, look, it's that time of year again. All your eyes are on football. you got it coming up on Thursday. Got plenty going on. Betonline is your number one spot for college and pro action. There's no doubt about it. Get all the updated odds and props and contests. Bet on reality TV. Bet on poker. Bet on uh, Blackjack, bet on Major League Baseball, whatever you want to bet on. You can go to the website now use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 100% welcome bonus. So you put in $100, bucks, you get $100. Bucks. Put in $125, you get another $125 for a total of $250. It's crazy. Um, from basketball to baske- baseball to boxing to horse racing to reality TV, you can bet on everything you want to at betonline.ag. It is the site for you to go to. also I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, they're delicious, they're nutritious, they're covered in chocolate, they're good for a keto diet, they're good for a keto diet, they're good for whatever diet you want to be on, Built Bar is for you, go to built.com. Built.com literally, as we were cutting the other day, a friend of mine texted me and said, I'm about to order these, are you sure they're good, I'm like, man, I eat them all the time, I eat them like they have the antidote in them, so yeah, they're pretty good, <laughs> go get some, Built.com. Built Bar, they've got all kinds of flavors, they've got this raspberry cheesecake now, that's my favorite, Um, I love the carrot cake. They've discontinued it for now, but they'll bring it back because they love me. They will bring it back. If we all bitch enough, go to built.com, get you these built bars. You're going to love them. You you need, you need to lose a little bit of weight. You got the holidays coming up. You don't want to be fat going into the holidays because then you know, you're going to get really fat. You want to be kind of skinny and then get fat in the holidays and get back on built bar and get skinny again. That's what you want to do. Go to built.com, check them out. You're going to love them. All right, Jimmy. Uh the depth chart came out. Dun dun dun. And man, uh anything that just stood out? Should we just sort
1: of go over the depth chart a little bit and talk as we yeah, run sure. up on interesting stuff? Sure. Uh you know, what stood out to me was not that I would know or be the arbiter of all things, but uh I, I was I think as opposed to previous years um, it sort of looked like a real depth chart. I mean, Hey, yeah, this is it. I mean, this is, this is how they're practicing that afternoon. I mean, that's the way it looked to me. There were obviously some oars. I think uh, the position we're all looking towards and freaking out over is the offensive line. Uh, and there were some oars on the offensive line. Uh, Saban in a press conference uh, yesterday, uh, what, 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 yesterday as we record this, which is Monday, uh, seem to indicate that the offensive line was finally healthy and that everybody's back and everybody's good. And the hilarious part to that is, okay, what does that mean? We still don't know who the five are going to be. Even if you tell us coach that they're all healthy, uh, who are the five? And, uh, I think as of today, this could be wrong. I want to predict it again on, on the show. We might record on Thursday or Friday, but, uh, you know, as of now, I think it's going to be Evan Neal at left tackle, Javion Cohen at left guard, Darian Dalcourt at center, Emil Ekior at right guard, and Chris Owens at right tackle. That's what I think the lineup is going to be on Saturday. But I'm guessing.
0: So, yeah, the, the line, according to the deck chart, is Evan Neal, Javion Cohen, who, I, I, man, you talk about a dude I'm pulling for. I just. I just pulled for that dude.
1: Then great Chris guy. Owens. A great guy. Yeah.
0: Chris Owens slash Darian Dalcourt. Um, I mean, I'm pulling for Chris, I guess, just because he's the, the elder statesman. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm pulling for both of them. I mean, they're both for Alabama, but, I mean, in the micro sense. Um, and also, as I've said a million times, Chris Owens is the name of a pretty famous um, female performer on Bourbon Street. And... Yep. Um, so, uh, I mean, now, this person. is my way of, of, of support. It's not the same Chris. No. It's not the same uh, and then, and then Emil Echior, Okay. Um, I would like to see Jaden Roberts do some work there too, because he's just such a massive human being. And then Kendall Randolph. How do you not pull for Kendall Randolph? I mean, dude, you just got to pull for Kendall. Yeah. So no shocks there, but then um, you get to here. Tight end was a bit of a shock to me, except, we all know what kind of doghouse Jaleel Billingsley's in. So it's Cameron Latu, uh Major Tennyson, and then Jaleel Billingsley. And Billingsley actually tweeted out something like, Man, y'all know I'm not the third
1: option. And I was like, Jaleel, Whoa. you're still not getting
0: it. <laughs> you're oh, not getting it. Jaleel. I did not
1: know that. This is news to me. Yeah. So you're you're breaking news to me, and my immediate reaction is you big dummy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let me see if I can find the you. You talk. While I look for this tweet,
1: Jaleel. Jaleel. I mean, that's that's literally a glimpse as to why he's in trouble. I mean, that's literally a glimpse into he's not getting it. And hey, let me. I mean, I, I'm no Nick. I don't get to decide. But you know, I've seen Cam Latu play this spring, this fall. He's good. He's a good player. If, if Cam Latu is the tight end that never leaves the field, we are putting a really good tight end on the field. In fact, we started Miller-Forestall a year ago, as we all know, and won a national championship. I think one year later, Latu is an upgrade over Forestall. He's a better player than Miller. So we can live without Jaleel. We can have Latu start. We can have Tennyson off the bench as an extra blocker. When we get down in the goal line, if Kendall Randolph isn't starting a right tackle, he can come in as the extra tight end. If not, Latham could come in as an extra tight end, and we would be just fine. And maybe that's what needs to happen.
0: Um, it's going to, you know, a- with
1: Billingsley in the doghouse, Luke. You know, it's up to Nick to punish a team. It certainly isn't up to me. We don't. We shouldn't even vote. It's kind of silly that we'd have an opinion on it. But, but this is the way I look at it. If that kid's been in trouble the entirety of fall camp and he's out there on the first snap against Miami, all that trouble's going to feel really hollow to me. Yeah, I agree. Look.
0: Yeah. But he apparently deleted the tweet, but I know I saw it. I mean, I just right. saw it. So, I mean, it was like yesterday that it came out, after the depth chart or something, or last night maybe, and I was like, Jaleel, my man. I mean, it. how hard is it Just, just – if you'll just get through this, you'll be okay. Don't. T- but anyway, um, so I don't even know. I mean, I wonder if we'll even see him against Miami. That's, that's actually a pretty fair question. Um, running back, I mean, quarterback we know about, no sense in uh, going through that. Running back, Brian Robinson, then Jace McClellan, Trey Sanders, and Williams. Williams. Um, you know, obviously, Kamara Wheaton's not on there. But my guess, and I've made this prediction for the paper tomorrow, that Jace McClellan is the leading rusher Saturday and has over 100 yards. Your thoughts?
1: Wow, it's interesting that you said that because I posted today on the Bama on three board uh, just in a random thing a weird. I didn't know you'd say that. I, I posted that I had changed my mind that the entire offseason I'd predicted that our leading rusher would be Brian Robinson and that I flipped this week and I think the leading rusher on the season will be Jace McClellan. I flipped to that today. I didn't say specifically Jace would lead Alabama in rushing this Saturday or rush for over 100 yards, but it is in line with what I said separately from you today. So I think we're on the same page there. And on that token, I don't disagree with your your prediction. I think 100 yards might be a lot based on kind of what I foresee is Brian, Jace, and Trey – all basically having roughly the same amount of carries every week. Let's say let's say 10 carries and, and, and a couple of caught passes between the three of them all year. and with just 10 carries, uh, I, I would I would say all, all three, you know 60 yards would be you know really good uh, on 10 carries. So I, I don't know that I'll, I'll say a hundred because I, I kind of think it will be 10, 10 and 10 on the carries. But the reason that I'm predicting Jace will be the leading rusher is because I think if you give each of them 10 carries, Jace is going to be the leading rusher because he's more likely to have a home run than, than the other two. I think he's more likely to make a big play. might also be more likely to get thrown for a loss with, because he does a little bit of dancing, but dancing, uh, and he's not as big and strong to run through tackles as B. Rob and Trey. Uh but yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think I think we're on the same page as Jace is gonna be not the bell cow, but but the leading rusher.
0: Jimmy, I wanna go ahead and tell everybody about rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need, rock auto. You know the jingle, I sing it every time, but you don't know it because I sing it. You know it because you've heard it a million times. Rock Auto, they have some of the best ads in the business. They also have the best prices in the business. It is a fantastic place to go all the variety you could possibly need. If you drive a 1982 Dodge Dart, number one, get a new car. Number two, if it's not running, and it's probably not, because it's a 1982 Dodge Dart, then um, you can go to Rock Auto and buy whatever it is you need to get that car going. Or if you drive one of the new 2022 Mercedes Benz, they got whatever parts you need for it. But if you need a part for it already, I'd take it back to the dealership. Regardless, I'm not doing this very well, but Rock Auto is doing things very well. Go to rockauto.com. Give them a whirl. The site is so easy to navigate. You can't believe it. Even any, anybody like me who doesn't know anything about cars can buy the part they need at rockauto.com. Go check them out, rockauto.com. All right, Jimmy, here's what we're going to do. We're going to just talk receivers. I think that may be the most interesting one. We're going to talk receivers uh, for this last segment. And then we're going to save the defense for tomorrow's podcast and get into some start getting into some predictions then. So receiver-wise, at the Z, you have Jameson Williams. At the X, you have Mechie. And at the H you got Slade Bolden slash Jojo Earl. Now let's take these backwards. Slade Bolden and Jojo Earl is very, very interesting. Um, I, I think what that tells me is Slade's gonna get the start because of seniority and probably a trust factor, but JoJo's the better player. That's the way I read that.
1: I agree totally because, I mean, Slade's been there for three years and he started. He's, he is a significant player in a national championship game, and then just over the course of fall camp in, in three weeks, he's been tied by a freshman who's only been on the team for three weeks. That should tell all you need to know about what the future of that position is and how quickly it may happen. Now, one thing that the depth chart is never going to fully lend itself to explaining, while they did break down the wide receiver spot into those three wide receiver positions, Slade will play uh, the X uh, spot um, and and, and Z. I mean, he, he can play the outside spots. It's not ideal. His best position is a slot, but just because that's his best position, it doesn't mean he won't be moved around. So, so, you know, Slade will see more snaps than just at the slot. He can fill in for the other guys. I do think those four will be the four guys. I mean, if, if we're only going to have four receivers play first-team snaps, I think those will be the four. And probably next up, uh, if, if we add guys to that, uh, I think would be Treshawn Holden and Javon Baker. Kind of be guys five and six.
0: Now, Ajai um, Hall is on the list uh, as a backup with Javon Baker to Mechie. And they've actually got Ajai Hall ahead of Baker. Now, I don't know when you put the slash there, does that mean either or? Um, because I, I would find that interesting because. Javon Baker does have a little more seniority. And I thought J- Javon Baker played pretty well right. in the spring game. So I-, I would find that at least interesting now. Um, Hall also had a kind of a tweet where he like, it was just an, an emoji of like uh, a dude shrugging his shoulders. Um, I don't know, I just did the thing where I'm shrugging my shoulders. I'm like, Jimmy can't see me and neither can anybody listen. Why am I doing this? Um, <laughs> but but is the is the guy shrugging his shoulders? And I didn't know if that meant like, hey, why the hell am I not starting? I don't know what that tweet was about. It was
1: weird. That is weird, uh, although I, I mean, I know my reaction to it would be he's basically not frustrated, but like uh, I think he's dissing the depth chart a little bit, like either saying, ah, it's not really like that, or I don't care what that's – I mean. I don't know. I don't think any player should comment whether they're a starter or a backup on there. I think players should leave that alone, and and, and all things are best left unsaid, even emojis. But I think I think a Jai. this is just one of the – I don't think Jai will play ahead of Javon Baker. I'll be really surprised if we see Hall before we see Baker in the game. And I won't be surprised if Hall is basically a garbage time guy for right now, and he probably just needs some more maturity – And like me and you warned people all spring, I know he had that A-Day, and I saw the catches he made too, and there were some impressive plays regardless. But the number one thing, I see those scrimmages all the time, and the number one thing I would say that has to be taken into account is who are the plays being made against. If you're just making the plays against the number two or the number three guys, then you're probably not impressing the coaches. If you're going to impress the coaches and prove that you're good enough to get on the field in the games that count, you got to beat the ones, not the backups. And and guy was beating the backups all day, and I think the fans may have made too much of, of that single performance, which, by the way, was not replicated in the two previous scrimmages when he was very quiet. Javon actually had big games in the scrimmages, uh, and then was a little more quiet on 8 i um, I'm just not sure Ajay is ready yet uh, to, to play with the first team.
0: Okay, so that's going to do it for the offensive depth chart. We will talk about the defense tomorrow. Um, I don't think we've talked enough, by the way, about uh, this Bishop Sycamore thing that ESPN <laughs> got duped with. Uh, I don't even know that we can talk about it anymore. Uh, than than what Twitter has done. Um, Twitter has has done a fabulous job with it. uh, The internet is undefeated, and I would highly recommend you go through and search Bishop Sycamore on Twitter and just put aside two and a half hours for your afternoon and let the fun begin. That's the way
1: that I would do that. Um, It's a, a sad and hilarious story, and there are things you could get upset about if you were so inclined. I prefer just to make fun. But I can't believe what amounts to the leading sports media, you know, giant in the United States, ESPN, somehow put that bunch on TV. It is stunning that someone at ESPN allowed this to happen or let it happen without checking. How, how did IMG for- allow it
0: to happen, Jimmy? I mean, IMG, you would think they'd want to scout this bunch, right? So, how did IMG say, okay, yeah, we'll play this team. They sound, I mean, if ESPN came to IMG and said, we want you to play Bishop Sycamore, and they're like, who the hell is that? Because that was my first reaction. Who the hell is that? And then um, they say, okay, they're at school kind of like y'all, but in the Ohio area. And they go, okay, you would think IMG with a gazillion resources. You tape? Yeah, they they, you they think can they would. Really
1: you give us some tape so I can prepare?
0: And what did Bishop Sycamore do? Send him a copy of North Dallas 40? That's the only thing that makes sense.
1: <laughs> I, I'll tell you, you know, if I'm going to be, I've, I've kind of been a defender of this guy because sometimes I like him, but you know who I'm upset with the most is Tom Luganville. He, I think he was part of the broadcast team or on the sidelines or something like that. Luganville is supposed to be an ESPN recruiting expert. And he should have known who the f is Bishop Sycamore. They don't have prospects. I've never heard of them. What the hell is my employer doing? I mean, I would think at some point it's Lugenbill's responsibility to know. Uh, hey guys, this is a made-up high school. <laughs> the, they aren't real. This is not a real team. And I mean, does Luganville just go oh, whatever? I'm just cashing the, I'm just cashing the checks here. I mean, if you're going to be upset at somebody, to me, I mean, because I know it's not the on-air talent's responsibility to do the matchups and tell you who's playing who, you know, who's going to say, hey, you know what, Uh, hey, Suits and Bristol, y'all need to match up IMG and Bishop Sycamore. I'm sure, I mean, the on-air talent doesn't do that. Someone else does that job. But still, Luganville is supposed to be a recruiting expert, and any recruiting expert would know that Bishop Sycamore is not a thing. They're not even a real
0: school. <laughs> it's so it's stupid. <laughs> but, I mean, what was even funnier was during the game, the announcer was like, yeah, we didn't do a lot of homework on these guys. and They sent us no tape, and clearly they're overmatched. It was 30 to nothing at the end of the first quarter.
1: <laughs> I tell this long, stupid story that reminds me of it. I mean, this this is – this has everything to do with that and nothing to do with that. But I went to a high school, uh, which was huge, and we were really, really good in baseball. Uh, it, it, was, it was like a, it, we were good at everything, but the, the baseball is big. This is Fair Up High School before Daphne and Spanish Fort High Schools existed. So imagine today if you combined all three of those into one school, you'd have some pretty good sports teams. And that's sort of what it was like. And uh, and Fairhope was very good in, in baseball, especially. But one weird thing about the baseball team at Fairhope, it was a huge school with like 2,600 students, but they only had a varsity baseball team. There was no JV team. You made the varsity, or you didn't play baseball. And there's only 22 guys on the team, so you had to be one of the 22 best baseball players in a 2,500 student place. You know, 1,200 boys that grew up in a baseball rich area it was just tough to get on that baseball team. And everybody that did. They won the state championship and 6A ball, you know, many times. And uh, if you played, if you just were on the team, you were going to play college baseball somewhere. But anyway, uh, a bunch of us that, that didn't make it and that were just off the team, we uh, came up with this crazy idea of forming our own team and call it like a club team. And we would actually get together and practice. And there was about 20 or 25 of us, and, uh, and we would practice, and we didn't have a coach, and it wasn't sponsored by anybody. We just met at another park in Daphne, and, and we practiced. And, and we got to where, hey, you know what? We ought to call the coach and uh, say, hey, you know, y'all need to play games before y'all play somebody for real. Play us. And he was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. And, and I, I insist to this day, he was afraid they could lose. And, I, and what kind of message that would send to his own team that, hey, you just lost to all the kids that didn't make the team. And, uh, and when they wouldn't play us, somebody's dad called around and tried to get games with other local high school teams, and they wouldn't play either. And it was for the same, same reason. But the reason that I tell the story is this. We were more real of a team than Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> that team was more real because we were actual all high school age students that were pretty good baseball players that could have beaten other local high schools. And that was like more real than what Bishop Sycamore is. And they got on ESPN. We couldn't even get freaking Baker High School. We couldn't get Baker High School to play us at a park after their own practice on their practice field. We couldn't get that. Bishop Sycamore gets on the ESPN. And they were less of a team than that little thing I did for three weeks. But God, that, that, for is, whatever reason, that's what it reminds
0: me of. That's The, that is, is, the whole thing is so sad. How many people – I mean, if you own ESPN, I know that's Disney, but whoever's the boss of going in and firing people, he's just got to walk in to, the, to the, the ESPN headquarters and go, okay, here's the deal. Every one of y'all is fired. Yeah, but I, I just clean up. I don't give a shit. i got to get rid of all of y'all. We've got to start afresh. <laughs> We've got to begin anew.
1: Um, anywho. That team I, played two games in three <laughs> days. That's child abuse. That's child abuse. Who makes someone? And then when the second game is against what amounts to a college football team, IMG is the closest thing to a college football team there is that isn't playing college football. That's so
0: funny. Um, all right, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow with the defensive roster breakdown, and then we're getting into predictions. So until then, roll tide. Roll tide.